Dear imposter, I got a message for you. What if I told you, you are in fact good enough? If you often find yourself doubting your abilities or your worthiness, despite a real substantial trail of growth and achievement behind you, I'm here to tell you that you are not alone. And that is the topic of today's micro show. If imposter syndrome sounds at all familiar to you, if it's a familiar foe to you as it is to many others out there, me included, let's set the record straight. That's the goal of today's micro show. These feelings, while they are absolutely normal, are not the truths that define you. And it's really critical that we get straight into this today. It's critical for you to distinguish between the natural emotions that accompany any ambitious journey and the reality of what you have accomplished to date. If you pause for a second, I recently had this amazing experience with a ver- someone very close to me who was applying for a job and they did the that sort of dreaded um, exercise where you create a new CV, a new curriculum vitae or a, a, a fancy resume. You start to create this resume and you're like, dang, I've actually done some amazing stuff, right? These ideas that you have actually accomplished a lot to get to where you are, are critical in carrying forward to your next adventure. If you pause for even just a moment and reflect on your path, you will see that it wasn't luck that brought you where you are. It wasn't just a flip of a coin. It wasn't they could have chosen someone else and they just stumbled into you. It was actually your hard work. It was your resilience. It was the fact that you showed up, that you put your blood, your sweat, and your tears on the line over and over and over, that you were even in the room, that you had a chance to be selected. Every step you've taken till now weighs in on this location where you find yourself today, right? Every challenge you've overcome in some weird way was earned. It doesn't always feel that way. In fact, it mostly does not. But this is why I wanted to talk about this in today's micro show. Understanding the fear of not being good enough is critical to any creative career, and I would say any creative life. Right, so let's take a look. Let's zoom out for just a second and talk about the roots of self-doubt, right? Despite all you've accomplished, why is it that you're still feeling, well, not actually worthy of the accomplishments that if you made a list, would be pretty freaking significant? Whether this is, you know, your role as a parent or speaking a foreign language or starting that business or overcoming the challenges that you, you know, had as a child or some physical ailment. Fear, it turns out, often stems from a blend of high personal standards, the habit that we are in perpetually as a culture of comparing ourselves to others, and a focus on what you perceive as flaws or failures. It's sort of like walking through a hall of circus mirrors, right? Each one of these mirrors is reflecting this weird, I will say very clearly, it is a distorted image. It's gone through all sorts of filtering. It's that weird distorted image that actually emphasizes what you think you lack rather than what you possess. This is how all of this stuff shows up in our life, right? This fear is manifesting itself in all kinds of ways, right? overworking as if you must prove your worth. It shows up as holding back from sharing your work 
for fear of judgment of others, or it makes you hesitate to leap into new opportunities. It's like standing at the edge of a pool, watching others diving and swimming around while you're convinced that you're going to sink like a rock if you get in that water. This is why it's important that we talk about this stuff on the show, right? Because left unchecked, imposter syndrome or other versions of it, it actually holds you back in a pretty serious way. That's why today's show is about giving you seven, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lucky ways to take back the reins of that imposter mindset that's holding you back. The first one is no surprise, right? It's recognizing the imposter within, right? Understanding acknowledging that you fear for this, that we all have at some point, and that's where psychopaths have had some aspect of imposter syndrome. It's a vital first step. It's like turning on a light in a dark room and seeing the monsters are just shadows, right? It's the sheet draped over your rocking horse. It's not a ghost. Many accomplished individuals experience these feelings. You are not alone. You're in good company. I'll tell you a little anecdote. When I showed up as a freshman soccer player on scholarship at San Diego State University, the only freshman on scholarship, I looked around at these incredible players and said, how was I the only freshman on a scholarship? Then I made up some elaborate tale that I was only the the only freshman there on scholarship because, oh, it was because they were there to scout this kid, Jeff, who was a year, uh, a year older than me. And then what, that, that, that's why I got the scholarship is because they, they were there to look at Jeff and they saw me and I was just an also ran. And then they paid attention to me for a year and I got lucky when the scouts showed up and I actually created a very complex narrative. And it was only when I recognized the imposter within that I was able to start to function at the level that I knew I was capable of. It was by recognizing it that I was then able to play my very best. So like I said, yours truly, we're all in good company when it comes to wisdom in recognizing the imposter within. And this is the first step of seven to take back the reins of your imposter mindset. Number two, what if you kept a record what if you chronicled your triumphs? It's true. Keeping a simple journal of successes that you could write down every day or every week, some set of positive feedback for yourself, uh, ticking off the, a series of milestones that you've achieved, this is like creating a little map of your journey and it reminds you how far you've come if you ever feel lost. Turns out that this, I, I integrated this in a some form of a gratitude journal. And a couple times a year when I really felt blocked or stumbled, I would historically refer back to this, just read it outright and like, wow, I forgot that I couldn't actually do that, you know, even like 18 months ago. And if you haven't heard of my buddy Tim Ferriss's experiment, he calls the jar of awesome. It's absolutely worth a listen. If you Google my name or Tim's and the jar of awesome, you got to check it out. It's the idea of writing down small wins as they happen and literally adding them to a jar. And then when you're feeling beat up by the creative process or you're feeling stuck or whatever, in need of a little reminder, you just pull out some of these small wins and read them and it gets you back on track, right? It's a reminder of how far you've come. That's number two, chronicle your triumphs. Number three, stop that thief of joy. Comparing your journey to others most often people who have way more experience than you do. That's sort of like trying to walk in the shoes that aren't yours 
that were, you know, set on the porch there by some superhero, right? Marie Forleo, my friend, she's been on the podcast. She always talks about compare Schlager. If you've ever had the the alcohol called Goldschlager, it's like the worst tasting, sugary, horrible alcohol you could possibly put in your body. She talks about compare Schlager, right? That's that horrible stuff that you shouldn't be drinking. Comparing ourselves analogously is was a one-way ticket. It's the joy stealer and it is a creativity killer. When you hesitate, when you stumble for a second, when you're comparing yourself to others, remember that your path is literally yours. It's yours alone, right? It's filled with all sorts of unique twists and turns. Sure, you're not the first one to, you know, transform your life in X way or Y way or Z way, but yours is uniquely filled with twists and turns that only map to you and that no one else can replicate. One of the things I would like you to do is to figure out where and why you are doing this comparing. Marie Forleo suggests that very practically some steps like cutting down on social media scrolling, which is a very toxic for compare schlager, right? She also advocates for a supportive community that, that cheers for you and for your individual progress. These are small work groups or masterminds or regular meetups of some sort, right? This is about embracing your journey, sharing it with others, helping understand that we all are experiencing ups and downs, and in recognizing that your creative path is, again, unique to you. There are patterns, and you may be going through something that someone else went through not too long before you, and you may be preceding a problem that will come up for one of your peers in, in a short amount of time behind you. But the cool thing is that you realize you're not alone and that your creative path is as unique as you are. That's number three. Number four is it's sort of a, a downstream effect of number three. If you are in a creative uh, mastermind, if you're in a group where you share these thoughts, the simple fact of actually talking about your feelings not even the particulars, right, of why you're stuck or how you're stuck or where in the process you're stuck, but the ability to, again, number four, to share your story with others that you trust. This is like shining a light into those shadows, right, in that dark corner of your studio and realizing, oh, this is a place that others have been. And you know what? Lo and behold, there they are standing before me. So they made it through there. I can too. And remember, this only comes about by you having the courage to share your story. Again, that's number four. Number five of seven, embrace the journey of learning. Now, if you're, you've probably got this one on lockdown and you're listening to the show, maybe for a little entertainment, but you certainly embrace learning. That's why you're here, right? We actually, the goal, my goal for this show is to empower you, right? So you are hopefully receiving this with the goal of putting it to use to learn, right? This is why shifting your focus from proving to improving really matters. The journey of learning is not about being the best. It's about becoming better today than you were yesterday. In this element specifically, I want you to value progress over perfection. That's number five. Embrace the journey of learning progress over perfection. Number six, practice kindness to yourself. Man, I see people really blow this and I've blown it a lot. We often, it is said that we are our worst critic and this is quite often true. Therefore, dear imposter, I want you to practice kindness toward yourself. Be as kind toward yourself 
as you would be to a dear friend. Anytime you realize that there is a voice in your head that is beating you up, stop for a second, realize, would you talk to your very favorite human being, to you, the person that you admire and love and respect and appreciate the most, would you talk to them like that? You wouldn't. That's why understanding that being overly critical serves no one, and least of all you. Mistakes aren't failures, they're stepping stones. That's number six. Practice kindness to yourself. And number seven, challenge that inner critic. Do not let what uh, my friend Ariana Huffington calls that annoying roommate that's the, the, the voice that she has for that inner critic. You got to challenge that inner critic. When self-doubt whispers in your ear, when it shows up, how about you counter it with evidence that you are good enough, that you have abilities and you have achieved? Just like Julia Cameron did with her inner critic that she named Nigel. I don't know if you checked out that episode of the show. Yours truly with Julia Cameron who wrote The Artist's Way. She named her inner critic Nigel. And she has some very specific words when Nigel shows up. What if you imagined that inner critic as a very unlikely, less intimidating, almost cartoonish figure? This visualization, this is one of the things that Julia Cameron shares, this simple visualization can help diminish the impact of those negative comments. Rather than being the bold, biggest, fiercest version of yourself, talking to yourself, what if you named him a goofy name and you know you diminutized this character in your head such that when they criticize, you are able to very easily respond with a lighthearted, hey, thanks for sharing. I'm not buying it. I'm moving on. Juliet, moreover, teaches us in that episode, and I'm conjuring here, the importance of humor in dealing with our inner critics. By not taking these negative voices too seriously, by using humor to lighten the situation, you can actually manage them really effectively, it turns out, right? She's emphasized this humor component to me. She's also emphasized the need to step around fear and to keep on working. You can acknowledge the presence of fear and criticism, but don't allow it to stop you from pursuing your goals. No paralysis. Acknowledge the fear, Fear is normal. That fear, that thing in your body that those now your body feels, turns out that's actually really similar to what it feels like to be hyper excited. So acknowledge this feeling in your body and do not allow it to stop you from doing the work that will get you to your goals. You also ought to trust in a higher path guiding your work. There's going to be fears. There's going to be doubts. All this stuff is going to be, it's going to be coming at you from all sides, from external sources, even from this internal critic that we're talking about. I want you to challenge this critic. I want you to believe that there is a bigger path unfolding for you. In some ways, I'm asking you to trust that the universe has your back. This trust, this belief will be valuable in you overcoming the challenges posed by that annoying roommate in your head, by self-doubt and criticism. Remember, this is not about silencing the critic or running from the critic. This is about managing the influence. Julia Cameron's approach is just laser beam here. It, it shows us that we can miniaturize our critics, use humor, and maintain trust in our path and our self-belief 
such that we can keep moving forward despite the various challenges. Those are the seven. Recognize the imposter. Chronicle your triumphs. Stop the thief of joy. Share your story. Embrace the journey. Practice kindness toward yourself. Challenge the inner critic. And remember that you are not an imposter in your story. You are the protagonist, right? You are the star of your own film and you are writing this script. Your journey with all its ups and downs is absolutely unequivocally uniquely yours and you can never forget this. Maybe this episode is, is reminding you that you've slipped into that pattern of thinking that you're not enough. Just know that the doubts and fears you face are a part of actually what makes you human. Overcoming them is also a part of what makes you human and coincidentally, what makes you extraordinary. So again, dear imposter, believe me when I say that you are more than good enough. You're exceptional as you are right now, today, and it's your job to keep going. Until next time, have an amazing day. All right, hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, Chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. All of that is pure gold. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away, all of that has a collective, massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing for this show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together.